What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down week eight of fantasy football's best trade targets. The guys that were buying low, the guys that were selling high. You guys know what we do around here on Wednesdays. We're talking about five players that were buying low, three players that were going to sell high to get those players that were buying low. And if you enjoy at any point, as always, leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here, and leave a comment down below. Any trade questions, I will get to as many as I possibly can. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so I'm not going to talk a ton about wide receivers in this video because most of the wide receivers that I think are the best trade targets in fantasy right now, the best buy lows in fantasy, I've talked about in previous weeks. I've talked about Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Drake London, Michael Thomas, Deontay Johnson. I think these are the best buy lows at wide receiver right now, and I've talked about them over the last couple of weeks, so I'm not going to break down a ton of wide receivers in this video, but if you're looking for wide receiver help, those are the guys that I would be going after. So without further ado, the first guy that we're going to get into is Jonathan Taylor. And I swear, I'm not trying to repeat myself with these trade targets, but you guys didn't click on this video for me to just avoid the best trade target in fantasy football right now, which I believe Jonathan Taylor is just because I talked about him in recent weeks. He is the best trade target at running back at any position in fantasy because when he first went down with the ankle injury, for those of you guys that were 3-1, and 4-0, I talked about him in week five as a guy that would be a great trade target to stash for your roster. But my rationale with Jonathan Taylor is very simple. Jonathan Taylor is an elite player. He's an elite running back. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. He gets an elite workload. He gets all of the snaps, all of the routes, all the rush attempts, all the targets, all the short down and distance, all the inside the five work. We got an elite player with an elite workload. Now, I don't know how Sam Ellinger is going to affect this offense. I don't know if it's going to make Jonathan Taylor more efficient because he's a mobile quarterback. I don't know if it's going to make him less efficient because he's not as experienced as Matt Ryan. I really don't know. But what I do know is that if Jonathan Taylor is playing right and he's playing healthy, then he is probably going to elevate this offense. We saw a limited workload from him last week. His first game back, he only saw 55% of the snaps. It was a tougher matchup. I think things are going to turn around for the Indianapolis Colts in general and for Jonathan Taylor specifically. And with Jonathan Taylor, you can get him right now for very less than stellar prices. I still believe he is an elite running back for fantasy, a top five running back rest of the season for me. So if you can get him for some of the trades that you guys can see on the screen right now, Curtis Samuel and Damian Harris, uh, Najee Harris, Amon Ross St. Brown for Jonathan Taylor and Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders and David Montgomery for J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor, Matthew Stafford and Ramondre Stevenson for Jonathan Taylor. I believe that these trades are absolute steals for Jonathan Taylor, who, like I said, is a top five running back for me rest of season. I'm not overly concerned about the offense. I think things will pick up with the quarterback change. Maybe that ignites a fire under this offense. The offensive line might have an easier time now that they have a mobile quarterback back there and the whole box won't be loaded to try and stop Jonathan Taylor finally, hopefully. So again, we can only hope it's a risky trade to make, but I do think the rewards are absolutely massive if Jonathan Taylor can turn things around. Number two, trade target of the video. Another guy who I think can absolutely turn things around, Debo Samuel, who is actually the most traded player in sleeper leagues this past week. Following the Christian McCaffrey trade, a lot of people are panicked about Debo Samuel for a couple of reasons. Number one, Christian McCaffrey can take away some targets out of the backfield, take away some carries. And also we've had Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle produce the last couple of weeks. Is Debo Samuel playing at the level he played at last year? Not necessarily. His expected fantasy points per game, as I talked about on Saturday, is currently 
his actual fantasy points per game. He's expected 14.4 fantasy points per game coming into the week. 14.4 is what he's actually scoring right now. Good for the wide receiver 19 on the season. He's definitely regressed a bit from what he did last year. And as I talked about in Saturday's video, this offense represents a ton of schematic advantages, which is why I'm buying into Debo Samuel right now, because I think everybody in this offense will be elevated by Christian McCaffrey's addition. It was his first game last week. I think he's going to have a bigger workload next week. And Debo Samuel should be more efficient as a result. Brandon Ayuk should be more efficient as a result. George Kittle should be more efficient as a result. And I think Debo Samuel is the most talented receiver of all of these guys. Therefore, I think he's a great buy low if this offense becomes more efficient. And we've seen last year when Elijah Mitchell was on the field in the nine full games that he played without getting injured, Debo Samuel was extremely efficient. 23 PPR points per game, nearly 100 receiving yards per game. He was still getting some carries here and there, but he was primarily working as a wide receiver, eight targets per game, scoring touchdowns, being his efficient self. And I think with Debo Samuel, you can probably flip high-end wide receiver two types like Michael Pittman Jr. or Chris Olave or Tyler Lockett or Keenan Allen or Amari Cooper to get up to Debo Samuel, no questions asked. And I think Debo is still a guy that I'm valuing as a rest-of-season wide receiver one. Like I said, this offense, I'm not a big fan of the too-many-mouths-to-feed argument. I don't think that you know because Brandon Ayuk is playing well, that means Debo Samuel won't be good. Or because George Kittle's playing well, that means Debo Samuel won't be good. And because Christian McCaffrey looked good in his first game, it means Debo Samuel won't be good. What I'm saying is all these pieces help each other, right? They create scoring opportunities. They create efficient targets. Nobody's being, you know, double teamed like George Kittle or Debo or whatever the case is. So I love this whole offense to take a leap forward now that Christian McCaffrey is in town. And that includes Debo Samuel. Like I said, you can get him for guys like Ezekiel Elliott, who I'm going to talk about as a sell high later in the video. Miles Sanders, uh, as you can see there, Michael Pittman Jr., and Kenny Pickett were traded away for Kyler Murray and Debo Samuel. You can get a number of these trades done in your leagues right now, and I think Debo has league-winning upside, as does DeAndre Swift, who's the next guy. Again, I'm, I'm really not trying to talk about the same trade targets over and over again. This is not the trade targets that I haven't talked about show. This is the best buy lows for week eight of fantasy football. And again, this is another guy who I think is an awesome buy low right now. He remains a top five running back for me rest of season with Derrick Henry, with Nick Chubb, with Kenneth Walker, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, and Alvin Kamara all in that RB1 tier as I talked about in the rest of season rankings video. We saw one full game of DeAndre Swift fully healthy. It was electric, 180 yards and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown should be back this week as well. They should both be healthy, and that dramatically increases the floor and ceiling of this Detroit Lions offense. We've seen Jared Goff without weapons versus Jared Goff with weapons this year, and it looks dramatically different. They were the highest scoring team in the NFL over the first three games when both Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift were on the field. We'll have Jamison Williams coming back at some point during the season towards the latter half, which helps the scoring opportunity of DeAndre Swift as well. But health is the real question, right? A lot of you guys are probably yelling in the comments right now saying, well, DeAndre Swift can't stay healthy. I don't want him. He's terrible. He's, you know, injury prone, whatever. But fantasy doctors are expecting him to play this week. And in fact, they expected him to play last week. So if he gets in, you know, full practices throughout this week, he's going to be just fine. The shoulder is what's bothering him, apparently. According to DeAndre Swift himself, a reporter asked him last week during press conferences, is it the ankle or is it the shoulder or is it both? And he said it's mainly the shoulder right now. So um, he, he sounds frustrated. It sounds like he wants to get back on the field, but they're taking their time with him. And that's good for your fantasy team. You don't want him to re-aggravate it if you go and trade for the guy. He's definitely a little risky to trade for right now. So if it's not within your risk tolerance level, by all means, skip past this trade target. But DeAndre Swift has the Miami Dolphins, the Green Bay Packers, 
and the Chicago Bears the next three games, all of whom are top half in the NFL at allowing adjusted fantasy points to the running back position. And they're very uh, susceptible to pass catching running backs as well. So I think DeAndre Swift, as soon as he gets back on the field, is going to be back to his RB1 level self. And I think you can get him right now for absolute steal prices because people are concerned about the injury. So definitely be aware of DeAndre Swift. Go send out some offers for him. We're going to talk about a quarterback here with Lamar Jackson, who uh, Lamar Jackson has a primetime game on Thursday night football uh, tomorrow against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I can speak for my team very confidently when I say that Lamar is going to take advantage of us. Uh, the Buccaneers team is down a number of pieces in their secondary. This is not the secondary that we saw shut out pretty much the Cowboys in the first game of the season. A lot of you guys expressed frustration with me having uh, Lamar Jackson in my first year of quarterbacks in the rest of season rankings video on Monday, which caused him to put me in this video because I realize he's been a little frustrating the past four weeks. He's been under 20 fantasy points, but I got to remind you guys that he had 40 fantasy points in weeks two and three. And that's what Lamar Jackson can give you. He's played a couple tough defenses, played against the Bills, played against the Bengals, played a couple road games here and there. He's got some easier matchups coming up. The Bucs are decimated in the secondary this week. They look like a fucking defeated team altogether. He has the Saints next week, the Panthers and Jaguars after the bye, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh through the stretch of the fantasy playoffs. So I really like trading for Lamar Jackson right now. This is an elite quarterback that you can get right now for less than elite prices. He can absolutely help, if you, especially if you guys have a very deep roster right now and you could use some stud factor on your team, guys that can put up those 35, 40-point weeks that can help you win a week. Lamar Jackson is absolutely that guy. So maybe you have, you know, a solid quarterback already. Maybe you already have, you know, a Geno Smith or something, and you have a bunch of wide receiver depth like Brandon Ayuk types and all that kind of stuff. Package those two guys together, send them to the Lamar Jackson manager who might need some more depth for their roster, and you might be able to get some deals like that done. It was Rashad Bateman's first game back last week, and he only played limited snaps. Mark Andrews had an uncharacteristically down game, and if you want more proof that uh, Lamar Jackson will probably get back on track this week, I face Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman in my home league. So Knowing my luck, they'll probably both go off, and that means Lamar Jackson will have a good game. So send out some offers for Lamar Jackson. He is probably a lot cheaper than you think he will be. You can see some of the deals on the screen right now. Somebody acquired Lamar and Amon Ross St. Brown for Patrick Mahomes and Antonio Gibson. Someone acquired Lamar straight up for Gabe Davis. I don't know how that is possible in leagues right now, but it definitely is. This is a popular one that I think you can do as well. Send away Joe Burrow, who's had a couple good games. Away for Lamar Jackson, you might even be able to get a small piece on top of Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Travis Etienne were acquired for Keenan Allen and Dak Prescott. You get the point. So moving on to the final trade target. It's actually a group of guys that I'm talking about. And I think this is probably the most important trade target uh, long-term for those of you guys that are in a winning position right now. And that trade target is high-value handcuffs. I like to include a specific trade target in each one of these videos for those of you guys that are doing well in your fantasy leagues. Because I assume if you're doing well, you're coming back and you're watching fantasy content. If you're doing terrible right now, Maybe you've given up on fantasy for the year and you're just focusing on next year. So the sharpest trade target right now that I think you guys can go after is guys that are high value handcuffs. And what I mean by this is the guys that we know if the starter goes down, we know exactly what the uh, what is going to happen, right? This guy is going to get all the work and he can win people leagues down the stretch. And somehow the fantasy gods have made it uh, a week this week where all of these guys are coming off of down performances. All their starters did well. We had Aaron Jones go off. We had Nick Chubb do well. We had Ezekiel Elliott score two touchdowns. Pre-bye week, Dalvin Cook had two uh, good games. So it's created an opportunity for those of you guys that are in position to line your benches with some upside because you're already 7-0, and you're already 6-1, and or you're already 5-2, and 
take your wide receiver depth pieces that have probably proven well for you in the recent weeks because you have a good record, like Brandon Ayuk, like Alan Lazard, like Juju Smith-Schuster, like Tyler Boyd, like George Pickens, like Gabe Davis, whoever you have on your bench or maybe that you don't need right now, go out and target an A.J. Dillon. Go out and target a Tony Pollard, Alex Madison, Kareem Hunt, Rashad White, Khalil Herbert, whoever in your league because we know specifically with those handcuffs that I named, uh, they are going to be excellent options if anything happens to the starter. And most of those starters ahead of them are older running backs, right? We have Ezekiel Elliott. We have Aaron Jones. We have Dalvin Cook. We have Leonard Fournette. We have Nick Chubb. Those guys ahead of them are older running backs that could wear down as the season goes along. And if you're 7-0, and if you're 6-1, and if you're 5-2, and there's a good chance that you have a good team and you can afford to lose depth on your roster. Go out and swap out your wide receiver, you know, five for your roster in a two-flex, two-wide receiver league for a guy like A.J. Dillon for your bench to line your bench with some absolute nuts range of outcome ceiling where if Aaron Jones got hurt, we know what happens with A.J. Dillon. So definitely go out and send some offers for those guys. You can see the going rate for some of them is very, very affordable. Some guy got A.J. Dillon for Corey Davis, for Jared Goff, for Gus Edwards, for Damian Harris, for Brandon Cooks, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Kareem Hunt's case, for Allen Robinson, for Chuba Hubbard, for Michael Gallup, Devin Singletary. These depth pieces that might help a team that is trying to win right now don't need to be on your roster because you're already 7-0, and you're already 6-1, and you're already 5-2, and and you want that upside piece like Kareem Hunt, like A.J. Dillon, like Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard. So we can move on to the sell highs of the video and speak of the devil. We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott right away. He had a two-touchdown game this past week, plus Dak's return to the lineup is a very easy selling point to your league mates, right? If you want to sell Ezekiel Elliott to your league mates, all you have to say is, Oh, he's in a great offense. Dak Prescott's back and he just had two touchdowns and everybody's going to buy into that. Prior to the James Robinson trade, I would have said try and use Ezekiel Elliott plus to go up and get Travis Etienne, but you still might be able to do that depending on your league market. We all know what Zeke is at this point, right? He's a touchdown or bust, low end RB2. He plays in a good offense, but he's extremely inefficient. And actually he's commanding a measly 1.14 targets per game, which is the by far the lowest of his career. So uh, with Ezekiel Elliott, you're hoping for a touchdown. That's the only way he pays off week in and week out. And because he plays in a good offense, it could definitely happen. But he's definitely not the type of asset that I want to hold long term because he's an older running back and could wear down as the season goes along. And right now you can cash out Ezekiel Elliott for Jerry Judy. You can cash out Ezekiel Elliott and Miles Sanders for Devontae Adams or for Terry McLaurin or for Michael Pittman and Kenneth Walker if you trade Ezekiel Elliott and Kenneth uh, and Keenan Allen here. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tyler Algier were traded away for Tyler Lockett and Devin Singletary. Ezekiel Elliott and Terry McLaurin were traded away for Tyreek Hill, which is a great example of selling high on two players that just had big weeks. Ezekiel Elliott straight up for T. Higgins. If you can transition any of those types of pieces from Ezekiel Elliott, that is a great move to make. And another guy that I think is a great sell high right now is Aaron Jones. And again, we know what Aaron Jones is. He's going to have spike weeks so far this season. He's played seven games. He's got two great games. He has one mad game and four absolutely piss poor games. That's exactly the Aaron Jones MO, especially in a backfield where he splits with another great running back like AJ Dillon. And your offense is no longer playing at the elite level that they played at in recent years. You're averaging the same number of targets per game if you're Aaron Jones as you have throughout the entire course of your career. So he's not really getting anything different than what he got prior to Devontae Adams leaving. The reason I'm selling Aaron Jones is because of what you can get for him now that he's had this big game. I bet in some leagues you can get Jonathan Taylor straight up for him. I bet in some leagues you can get DeAndre Swift or Travis Etienne straight up for him, maybe Kenneth Walker, although that might be tougher coming off of the games that he's come off of. There's nothing wrong with holding Aaron Jones, but if your league market recognizes that Aaron Jones is not you know, the low-end RB1, high-end RB2, boomer bust type of option that he is. If they think he can be more than that, if they think he's a high-end RB1 or a mid-RB1 type of you know trade 
value in your league market, then definitely cash out on the guy. Because if you can transition a tier three running back, which is where I have him valued in my rest of the season rankings video, which you can go check out into a tier two wide receiver like CD Lamb or like Amon Ross St. Brown or like T Higgins or like Debo Samuel, then go ahead and do it. If you can transition it into a tier two running back like DeAndre Swift or Travis Etienne or Kenneth Walker or Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara or Joe Mixon, definitely go ahead and do that if you can. So moving on to the final sell high of the video, and that is basically a repeat of recent weeks. Gabriel Davis, another guy that I think you can sell high on. Two big games right before he had his bye week. He just simply isn't commanding a high enough target share to be thought of as anything more than a high-end wide receiver three or low-end wide receiver two. But because he plays in Buffalo, people have this high, high expectation for Gabriel Davis. But I'm here to tell you, Gabriel Davis, while he can have those monster games that we've seen from him, he's caught three long touchdowns in the last two games that he's played. He's going to have a lot more games like week two or like, like week three or like week four, where he's not nearly that effective because he only gets five, six, seven targets a game. And even though they're Josh Allen targets, sometimes you just don't hit the nuts on those uh, ranges of outcomes. So I think he's a great option to use to tear up from the wide receiver two, three that he is to get yourself up to a Bucks wide receiver, for example, or a Michael Pittman Jr. or a T Higgins or a Debo Samuel, DeAndre Hopkins or CD Lamb. Uh, as I already talked about. So you might not be able to get those done one for one, but if you add in a small piece like a James Robinson, for example, you should be able to get up to those better wide receivers from Gabriel Davis. So with that being said, if you guys enjoyed the video at any point, leave a like down below, subscribe to the channel. If you are new around here, appreciate all the support you guys have shown to us this season. Hopefully we can get to like 20K by like the NFL draft or something like that. Really appreciate if you guys haven't already done so to please hit the subscribe button. It's totally free. And we really appreciate it. And down below, leave any comments that you have, any trades that you have. I'll try and get to as many as I possibly can. If you guys want to check out some player props, if you guys want to um, do some best ball drafts come uh, NFL playoff time, be sure to check out our sponsor over at underdogfantasy.com. You can use the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit and get 100% back on whatever you put in. So if you put in 20 bucks, You'll have $40 on the site to play with. You can do some higher or lowers. They have pick them insurance where you only have to get four out of five right. You can also check out, like I said, playoff best ball will be coming in the next couple of weeks. And those are a ton of fun as well. And like I said, promo code FSE, 100% back on whatever you put in. And as a thank you for using our promo code and not some other YouTube channels promo code, you'll get our dynasty rankings manifesto for the rest of the year. And you'll get our weekly rankings for the rest of the year to help set your lineups each and every week. So if that interests you, check it out in the link in the description down below. Check out the Patreon in the pinned comment as well. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Why, why you